Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, and ownership, especially for the real estate agents and realtors. Hey, learn from the experts, guys. This is free land education. Kind of hard to find out there. Hi, my name is Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant broker, owner of Land Pro Real Estate, along with my co-host this morning, Teresa Martin. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm great. I hope you are. Oh, we got a great guest today, huh? Good. Yeah? We're going to learn a bunch today. Great. Our new, our new office is at 207 East Main Street in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. We also serve all, all of your real estate needs in western Piedmont, North Carolina, and southern Virginia. So give us a shout. We'll help you out. Our show's dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. And our national website is www.rliland.com. R-L-I-Land.com. Now you listen to me. We are the land experts in the real estate industry. I think we have over 1,900 members now. And that accredited land consultant that I have designation, we just breached over 600 ALCs in the country. And this is a lot of education, a lot of experience to acquire this designation. So if you're interested in buying land, we'll save you money. If you're interested in selling land, we will make you more money because we know how to play the game. So go to that website anywhere in the country. We have agents all over the country. And find yourself a member of RLI or at least a member of an ALC. I promise you, we will get the job done. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com, buying and selling land. LandHub is the place to be. Hey, our guest this morning is Joel King. Welcome, Joel. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, what a pleasure. We've known each other for a few years, right? That's right. (laughs) Just a few. Just a few. But uh, (laughs) you're a fellow accredited land consultant. You're one of the precious 600. When did you get your ALC? Actually, I received mine in 2004. Okay. Uh, I joined a, uh, the RLI uh, National in 2002. Oh, okay. Well, I think I got mine right about the same time. Uh, I think my certificate number is 1,079. I just, I think we're 78 years old now, something pretty close to that. Pretty close to that. To be honest with you, I'm, uh, you probably know your number better than mine. Mine's hanging on the wall, so I, I, but I, I can't hardly see it, but no, it's, it's right in that right in that time frame. Yes, sir. And you also carry the CAI, not CIA, CAI designation, <laughs> which certi- is which is the Certified Appraisal Institute, which you have to be to have that designation. You have to be dual licensed, correct? Well, and and actually, uh, I am a state registered appraiser, but the CAI is uh, the Certified Auctioneers Institute, uh, and uh, there's about twelve hundred of us. Uh, Across, well, actually, not just uh, United States, but uh, really globally, uh, you know, as, as certified auctioneers. And that's a three-year program that you go through uh, at Bloomington at the University of Indiana uh, a week, uh, you know, once a year for three years straight. So um, it's uh, it, it's a great organization. Absolutely. Like the ALC designation as well, but the... Uh, uh, but it's a Certified Auctioneers Institute. That's uh, not a whole lot of people uh, carry both uh, designations, and uh, I'm very familiar with both. So, um, you've been. When did you get your real estate license, Joel? Well, I was a I was a pup. I call myself a pup back then. We're still was, a pup. Uh, <laughs> 1984. I was uh, 
junior in college, and my dad, uh, we started, or he started our company in 1963 originally, and he, uh, he said, you better take the broker's exam because this is the last time they're going to offer it before you have to serve two years and uh, as, a, as an agent. Right. So I, uh, I went down and fortunately passed the test. I finished taking my education hours, and so... Been 1984, so I've been at it uh, 38 years. Ten years longer than I. I wish I'd gotten mine in '84. I really enjoy what I do, and I'm sure you do too. So, uh, where are you calling from? Actually, I'm in Jonesboro, uh, Arkansas, on the Delta. Uh, I take care of the Delta office, um, the broker, and the, and the uh, for People's Company uh, out of Clive, Iowa, and uh, we opened up in May of 2020. Okay, here in Jonesboro. How many offices does that? We're going to talk about the people's company because you guys are kicking tail out there. You've got uh, some very dynamic owners and and, uh, and members and your associates, uh, but a lot of them are RLI members, aren't they? Several of them. I mean, uh, uh, actually, as an agent for people's company, uh, they highly recommend uh, you to be uh, a member of the Realtors Land Institute. Uh, and a member of the American Society of Farm Managers and Real Appraisers. So, uh, you know, we have a real strong appraisal group. Um, that, and I, but also, uh, I mean, both groups are great. To be honest with you, probably the best uh, networking that that I've been around. Uh, you know, a week at a time, or they're always willing to help. But, uh, but you know, office wise, uh, we have uh, one. We have an office in San Diego. Uh, one in Fresno, uh, office in Walla Walla, Washington, um, and in Clive, or actually we have our main office in Clive, one in DeWitt, and then another one in Iowa, uh, and then our office here in, in Jonesboro, Arkansas. But uh, our Value Midwest company, which is our appraisal uh, department, is um, out of uh, Michigan. Okay. We're we're kind of spread out a little bit. Yeah, you are mostly out west, south and mid mid south and out west. Hey, by the way, guys, if you uh, want to follow along, go to uh, their national website, which is www.peoples plural peoplescompany dot com peoplescompany dot com. So you can follow along. You guys got a very dynamic website. I don't know who puts it together, but I'm envious. And uh, if you're driving, please don't do. Don't go to the website. But a lot of people listen to the show on Spotify and Podbeam, and then go to the Master website, www.letstalkland.net, and uh, that's the appropriate time uh, when you're relaxing and kind of can go back and forth and listen to our guests like Joel and um, and check out what they're doing. Uh, so how many agents? You guys cover uh, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Minnesota, <laughs> Mississippi, Missouri, you got all the M's, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Sounds like a song. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nursery rhyme, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, uh, we're in 29. Actually, we're in Tennessee now as well, uh, 30, uh, say 30 states. Um, we, we're brokers in all those states. And naturally, that uh, becomes a nightmare uh, during the CE renewal. If anybody has to take any any continued education, but um, I mean, it's worth it. Uh, we I mean, we dig deep into the different states that we do business in, 
um, not only in the auction business, but all, also in the real estate business. So, um, you know, we try to stay on top of things. It's, uh, it, it's been, it's been really good. And, uh, uh, and, and we're going to continue, you know, we're, we're not, we're not looking at adding just a ton of brokers slash agents. I mean, we want the best, we want the best in the business. Sure. And, uh, uh, and we feel like we're, we're getting there because, these people want to learn. They naturally they need to sell and, and uh, support their family, but they really want to learn the business and take care of the sellers and buyers. I was just looking at your history here, Teresa. Uh, you guys uh, began People's Company was actually the name of a state savings bank uh, in in, uh, in uh, Indiana, Iowa, and it says in 1960 you established that they established a. Uh, Farm Management Department, which is very big out west, and we have it here too, uh, as part of the bank, it looks like. And 72 Farm Management Department and real estate brokers separated from the bank into what is now known as People's Company. Is that bank still around, Joel? It, you know, it, it is still around. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually physically been to it, but uh, I have been to Indianola, and that's a you know really interesting town. All those you know Midwest towns are, are interesting, but. Uh, you know, we're considering uh, our start uh, in 2002, and that's when Steve Brewer, the president of the company, uh, took ownership of, of the uh, of the office. And I mean, he's a visionary. I mean, this, oh, he's terrific. It, I know him. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, he he wants to take it to different levels, but you know, uh, they you know they came into our office, and uh, you know when they come to our office. You know, he's there. You know, he's not—he's not running the company from from his office. He's running uh, running the company on uh, at the boots on the ground. So, it is our 50th anniversary really? this year, and yeah. uh, that's our 72. Yeah. That's our big push this year. Wow! And you guys, and, and uh, I'm going to have him on hopefully, and maybe another member to the uh, organization here coming up in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we can schedule him in. And you're welcome to come back too, please. But. Um, yeah. um, you guys, are, uh, he launched, or the company had launched a, um, a land investment expo, uh, which I'm not that familiar with, and you may want to talk about it, but the annual conference brings together the uh, major players in the land business. Keynote speakers have included Jim Rogers in, in 13 and T. Boone, T, T. Boone Pickens in 14, Donald Trump in 15, Mary Madeline and James Carville in 16, Ben Stein in 17, Kevin O'Leary in 18, Martha Stewart in 19, and Jen Meacham and Anthony Scaramucci. 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 I had to practice on that one. But Scaramucci, you know, he was with uh, he was with uh, Trump for a short period of time as his oh, that's secretary. Right. But uh, you know. Of course, you know, 2020 COVID kind of uh, made it uh, tough for us. Uh, we did go virtual on some of that, but uh, or we did go virtual, and uh, then we went back to live versus slash virtual. Uh, and we had General John Kelly on, and uh, and this last year's 2022 is uh, Larry Kudlow. So wow, that's, uh, that's not only those, but there are several of uh, you know, and we'll we'll have around 1,200. Uh, Good gracious, attend live. And then uh, probably 400 virtual now. So, what is the Land Investment Expo? What, it, what is it? 
You know what an expo is, don't you? Well, it's where it you expose like... yourself. Oh, oh no! Did well, you do that? <laughs> I tell you what, just about anything you want to know about land, you'll you'll want to come and. and it's I like mean, our it's land from, conference, but on steroids. You know, in, we're we're in so many. Uh, it's not just brokerage and auctions, but it's the you know the capital market. It's uh, I mean some of the uh, the economists that uh, that have a. Uh, I mean, some of the top economists that uh, uh, are, are looking to see, you know, where, you know, where the trends are and where we're going. And then, actually, the keynote speakers have always been uh, really well. We had the uh, – uh, this year is the uh, uh, the founder, Jimmy Johns, and uh, he personally owns 10,000 acres. So uh, – but it's not just anybody that's going to be a keynote speaker. I mean, it is land-related. It's uh, – they either own ranches or – They've owned, uh, you know, large portfolios of, uh, of different things. So it's not just, you know, fund managers and stuff standing up and telling you what, you, what, they, what they've got and what they've got going. So, um, but really, the, the business is in the hallways. Uh, you know that as oh, well yeah. as I do. It's a lot. National Land Conference. Yes, uh, they have, uh, I'm going to say there was probably – 20, maybe 25 vendors uh, this last year. A lot of the mapping companies, some of the same ones that we've seen at National yeah, Land. D. Roberts uh, map, right. Yep. But, uh, but they are, uh, it's a top-notch bunch, uh, attendees and uh, and presenters. So we're looking forward to it. This is going to be, well, I guess this is going to be our uh, 14th, let's see, 2022. This will be uh, our 15th, I guess, 15th okay. or 16th uh, Land Investment Expo. And it's in January. And uh, naturally, if anybody is interested in attending and uh, would like to get a hold of us, uh, uh, or go to our Land Investment Expo uh, website, and you would find out uh, you know, our, our uh, speakers that are coming up. And uh, if you want to go virtual, that's fine as well. Okay, and that's probably on your people's uh company.com site as well as a link yes right you can do that right okay. no problem all right well our guest today is a good friend for a long time joel king accredited land consultant and a cai appraiser i mean uh, auctioneer excuse me with the people's company that are everywhere and we'd like to thank our sponsor landhub.com view thousands of properties for sale at landhub.com our listeners, I think, um, they'd like to know more about the services that uh, you and uh, People's Company uh, provide. That's uh, www.peoplesplural.com, P-E-O-P-L-E-S, company.com. So uh, let's tell us about all the all the things you guys are involved in. Well, of course, you know, we, we feel like at the top of that um, is brokerage uh, and auctions. And, um, you know, with the brokerage team, uh, of course, there's, there's some crossovers, naturally. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into, I guess, get into it a little bit, uh, just a little bit later in the segment. But, um, you know, not every, not every property, land, uh, or anything has got an improvement on, is conducive to the auction uh, process. So we consider brokerage more of the traditional, uh, we're going to list it for six months to a year, uh, we're going to let the market come to it uh, instead of us going to the market. And and that's more for somebody that's not in a big hurry to try to sell or there's no pressure. Uh, naturally, uh, 
there becomes pressure from time to time, and then we can switch it over to um, you know uh, to an auction. We call it an auction event. Um, you know, we've had some very good auction events. Um, you know, we have sold off the tailgate of a pickup. Uh, I've sold in a lot of different places, but. Uh, um, from the auction side, I mean, we try to make an event, make it comfortable for the bidders. Uh, we want to make them uh, comfortable with uh, with the process and uh, give them all the information they need because they're going to need to make a decision that day on a fairly good size uh, asset. So, um, land management uh, right now, our company, um, Kyle Walker is uh, our, the leader of our land management group. And we're we just signed on another ten thousand acres. Matter of fact, they uh, they just went down to Louisiana and uh, another ten thousand acres in management. So we have a little over a hundred thousand in management. And, and you know those are uh, absentee owners, uh, trust departments, uh, uh, heirs that uh, you know even if they live in the area, they might have inherited the property and aren't uh, familiar with the. Uh, you know, because a lot of the kids are moving off the farms these days. Yeah, so, they are. Uh, we, we can step in and do anything from financial to capital improvements. Um, you know, uh, well, I mean, we can uh, negotiate leases, work with the, you know, either the, uh, the NRCS or the uh, FSA. Uh, but, uh, and, and then another thing that we are into heavily and uh, agriculture uh, appraisal. Um, Dave Milnicki is out of a, a value a Midwest, out of Michigan, and he runs our appraisers. He takes care of them. We do a lot of a lot of stuff with FSA, uh, but also with the larger funds. Uh, you know, a lot of times they they're required to re uh evaluate or get an, uh, an evaluation valuation on properties every three years and some of them like to do it every year so uh, we have contracts with some of them and then we also do some one-off stuff um, you know some of the ag departments uh, either you know farm credit uses us uh, you know ag heritage um, you know they they'll do an appraisal or some of the community banks um, and then the capital markets uh, it's something that a lot of uh, uh, a lot of companies don't have, and we have large investors that say, you know, I want to, I want to place, uh, you know, a million dollars or ten million dollars or whatever, whatever they want to place, and I want you to go out and try to find me something to help me evaluate those farms. They either may not be, uh, you know, as uh, knowledgeable on the farm market, and they may be coming out of a commercial, either multifamily or something like that. So. We've tried to fill those, you know, those voids. They're not really voids. Uh, they work well together because, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, 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 referring back and forth through the through the department. And we, as we all know, three to two with the, you know, with the, we all like referrals. So, um, and that's what we try to do in, in between these departments. Teresa, you're you're over there. I'm thinking. <laughs> I can see it come out the top of your head. You really can because this has got my wheels turning. I'm, look out, Joel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I mean, you know, you think about it. I mean, uh, if there's a death, 
you know, and they own a farm. And it's not it's not just farm, but, I mean, it, it's happening so much right now. But, you know, the first thing you want to do is get an appraisal for estate purposes. And, uh, and you know, and if you, you work with them, uh, you work with the attorney, you work with the trust officer, well, naturally, they're going to, if they're not set up to, to manage the, the property, well, then we'll, you know, we'll do a management agreement on it. And then eventually they're going to want to sell the asset. So, And one of the reasons why you want to get an appraisal is not only to establish a relative value, and there is no value. Actually, uh, believe it or not, I, I have the only four-hour CE class in the state of North Carolina on the subject of land, introduction land brokers that I own and been teaching for years. But mm-hmm. I also was invited to create a course for the um, for the appraisers in North Carolina, North Carolina Board of Appraisers. They don't have <laughs> land education. And right. it, it was called Rural Land Values. Is it an art or is it a science? And I introduced all the variations like uh, t- tornadoes and sinkholes and, you know, waste sites and, and underground storage tanks, all the common stuff, fencing, types of fencing. What, what are these outbuildings worth? Okay. And right. we would, each one that I presented, we would say, you know, now to put a value on this, is this an art or a science? And they would, you know, vote on it, okay? But when we concluded, and then um, uh, Ron left his Loftus uh, appraisal service in Winston-Salem. He's a, not only an, uh, an, a, a CAI, but he also is one of the instructors for the appraisers and has been for years. He's the one that invited me to join him and create this class. But the bottom line is, uh, it's what the buyer will pay and what the seller will accept. And, and it's, I mean, you could have 20 appraisers appraise something, get 20 different opinions. No, no, they may be close. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Well, it, it is an opinion. But the thing, the one thing I was looking at my notes here, well, at, at the information here, and it says agricultural appraisal. Mm-hmm. And. Very specialized. I mean, that's a huge problem. Because, you know, I have had experiences where people just came out, and the only thing that they said was, okay, this is in this area, and it's this many acres, and it must be worth this. Right. And they didn't consider anything else. Right. So, Joel, you literally have people who specialize in agricultural appraisal? I yeah. mean, is that a oh, thing? And the thing about it, we were in a, actually, we were in a meeting today, and uh, our certified general appraiser, uh, and I'm going to brag on him a little bit because he's my son, but anyway. Go for he's it. He's a great kid. Uh, he is certified general, uh, and he, he does work for people uh, as well. And there was a question, uh, we were meeting with a large client here, and uh, the question was, well, what is the, uh, you know, what is the cap rate, uh, the rate of return here in Arkansas? And, and you know, and it's 2.87. Wow. I mean, because he's an appraiser, sure, uh, he's on top of the market that that good, and that you know, uh, and and the thing about it, what a lot of people don't understand, I mean, you got to know your market that you're in. I mean, I couldn't come to North, even though I've sold things in North Carolina at auction. You know, we, we have to get our, you know, we have to get up to speed a lot quicker than what you guys, you know, know. We'll and we'll call and, and get. You know, we'll get we'll get the scoop from you guys if we're coming into an area that we don't know. Right. But um, you know, in one county, there there may be a critical water area that uh, is reason one farm may be worth more than the other. So if you pick up a, a farm that has great water and compare it to one that that you're appraising that has it's critical water, 
you know, that's just that's knowledge that you have to have. And it, it could distort the numbers. Everybody wants a property to be worth more money, but just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's worth more money. Yep. I'd like to interview his son. <laughs> well, we can arrange that. <laughs> well, we can do that. We can do that. He's good looking well. fellow. That would be cool. Uh, we won't tell you. Know, and, and the guys in, in the Midwest, our guys, uh, Curtis and Jeremy out in, uh, in California, uh, uh, Adam in uh, Walla Walla, Washington, they know their areas. And, uh, and, and you know, of course, their appraisers up and down. Uh, of course, you know, they do a lot of permanent crops in California, California, and there is some ag stuff. Uh, we have a rice guy that uh, uh, is coming to look at a, a property that, that we may or may not list, but um, and they run out of water in California. Yeah, a lot of places. So, uh, but anyway, it is interesting, and appraisals are very uh, important uh, cog in the wheel, and, uh, and we're there. We're, I mean, we're... We're strong in the appraisal side uh, as well. So, Now, one thing I want to just uh, hopefully clarify for Teresa and our audience is another reason for an estate to uh, have an appraisal is to establish a basis, right? Uh, because the farm may have been in a family for 50, 60, 70 years when they acquired the, the property, uh, you know, for $300 an acre that's selling for 30000 an acre now. And, uh, you know, you pay capital gains based on uh, profits or capital loss. You can go the other way, too. But uh, isn't that another reason why you want to get a fresh appraisal on property, especially before you either put it on the market or, or, or distribute it to the family members? Yeah, and, uh, and of course, uh, as we have to give our disclaimer, y'all know, uh, you know, I'm not an attorney. And, and uh, I do have an accounting degree, but I'm not a CPA. Right. Don't, I don't practice accounting. Understood. Uh, but, uh, but, yes, I mean, you know, you're looking at, unless the laws change, uh, you want, I mean, you definitely want to contact your CPA. But uh, one of the reasons that, that a, uh, an attorney or a probate attorney would want to establish that value is, the time of death of the uh, person in the estate, the principal in the estate, uh, because of, as of right now, you know, they'll get a stepped-up basis in that. Right. So, but like I said, you know, uh, I know enough to be dangerous. I know enough when to, uh, uh, if I see fire, I call the fire department. And um, that's what I hope people see when they, you know, is to call, uh, you know, is call their, their attorney and, uh, and we work with a lot of them. Uh, and probably the first thing they'll do is get an appraisal for a, a basis. Yeah. Well, that's what's good, great about RLI and our members and, of course, the uh, CAI and, and, and companies like yours hosting these um, events where you network and, and you build up relationships. Uh, and it's amazing uh, over the years how many people, because you have a team. We don't do this by ourselves. I mean, You'd be crazy if you did. Uh, how would you know? I mean, even Land, uh, you're the 185th show, Jewel, 185 hours. And Teresa mm-hmm. and I are still discovering stuff that we've never even talked about on the show. Uh, it's a little four-letter word. It's got a little long tail. And once you start dissecting it, I mean, you know, you were talking about these appraisers. Uh, another thing that's important, not only for row crops and crops, but for uh, timber is soils. Right, Teresa? And and dirt is not, <laughs> dirt is not soils, right? Right. We dirt le- is dead. Dirt is dead. We've learned that. That was a soil great. Soil is alive. Dr. Apperfield, uh, who's been our guest a couple times, he's uh, 
is uh, well, and one other thing that that is not actually uh, that I have not mentioned is uh, uh, we got a, uh, a press release that's coming out, and this is uh, this is fresh ink. Okay, so, uh, we're going to be the first. Uh, but uh, the we've got an uh, energy management uh, uh, department that we are that we've hired a couple people out of uh, in, in Tulsa, and. Um, and so, I mean, you know, the energy business is such a big business right now. I was talking to a, a farmer the other day uh, at lunch, and he said, why in the world are all these solar uh, companies just worrying us to death? And I said, because it's, it's, I mean, it's a big move for, you know, a revenue generator. And I said, and it could be good for you. But then again, it's a, you know, if you're, and, and there again, you know, we've we've had some some education on it, but uh, but we know who to go to, and now we've got our own management company, and then we work with the uh, we also work with Landgate out of Colorado. But, Perfect. Yeah, uh, they've been on the show. You know, but the thing about it is, is that you know you got to explore, and that's why from a brokerage standpoint, um, you know, not only do you want to get somebody that can sell you property, but you want somebody that can maximize all the assets that you have in the different, you know, whether it's, you know, solar, water, carbon, uh, carbon credits, uh, you know, oil, gas, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, and it's way over my head, I'll be honest with you. And that's the reason that, that Steve wanted to get into the, uh, you know, into the energy, uh, uh, into the energy management business sure. as well. So Especially in your, in the, some of those states that you guys covered, it's huge. It's huge. No doubt, no doubt, and and that's you know those are by design. Uh, you know, we for example we don't have a, we don't have a license in North Carolina. So if somebody one of our people, you know, gets somebody in North Carolina, you know, I'll say, well, you know, call Teresa or call Lou. You know, oh, let Teresa. me get y'all hooked up. <laughs> no, call Lou. Yeah. No, call Lou, not y'all, Teresa. Y'all buy me lunch. I, Lou's old. I got call the Teresa. I got the ALC. You get that ALC. You get the ALC, and and we'll start sending them to you. I gotta get there though. It's up to you. What you waiting on? (laughs) I gotta get there. How do I get there? You gotta throw the dog a bone. (laughs) Which dog are you talking about? Teresa, let me tell you a funny story. I think it's funny. We were uh, we were we were coming out of Florida after an auction in 2002. And the only reason I know 2002 because that's the year that I joined RLI. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Craig King, said, have you ever checked into RLI? And I, I didn't want to say I didn't know what it was. <laughs> you need to get your ALC. I'm going, I was nervous. I was hoping he didn't ask me what the acronyms were at the time. But uh, but that was, I mean, that's a life-changing conversation I had coming out of Florida uh, after an auction because, you know, it's, it, it's a group that would rather. I had a, a, a guy from Oklahoma refer me uh, 82 acres here, and you know, and it sold for in the mid 300s uh, or close to 400, I guess it was. And I said, "Well, send me a referral agreement, you know, and and that way I can get you paid." And he said, "All I want you to do is take care of my prospects." Wow. Hey, our guest today. Our guest today. I, I do. I do a lot of business with him in in Oklahoma. In Texas, and I just want him taken care of. And he said, "I know you'll take care of it." Yes, sir. <laughs> our guest today, our guest today is Joel King with the People's Company, 
and we'd like to thank our sponsor. Let's talk. Let's <laughs> landhub.com. <laughs> looking to sell land or <laughs> try landhub.com. Joel, I get the question all the time, and I think you're the perfect person to answer it. I got a listing the other day, and the guy said, you know, I've thought about listing my property, and I've thought about auctioning it, and I don't know which to do. And I said, well, we can do either. And he said, well, how do you know when to do what? And I really didn't know how to answer the question. Can you help me out with that? Well, and that's honestly, I mean, here's the good thing about it. He asked that question. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of times uh, uh, as brokers and agents, we, we take the easy way out. I just want to get this listing. I want to get it inked, and I want to get it in the MLS, and, and I want to throw it out to the masses and whatever. But, you know, first thing I'd, what I try to do is unearth, okay, if you think you know, might need an auction, there's something that uh, it's not wrong. It's just there's something going on there's either uh they want a, a you know a lifestyle change or there's uh four heirs and three want to sell or one doesn't or vice versa so uh you know and and from the auctions auctions are not in fact the ones that we do 90 percent i'd say at least maybe higher uh is not a distressed sale and, of course, that's what everybody said. Well, it must be a foreclosure. No, it's just the best way to sell it under this condition and this situation. Uh, the Midwest is unbelievable. I mean, Iowa, uh, I mean, that's the way for them to sell their property, not to say that we don't do any traditional listings there. Uh, here in Arkansas, the larger tracks will do, you know, we'll do through the auction process. Uh, you know, if if we we can do what and this is a, a, a would be a whole other show talking about multi parcel auctions versus single asset auctions and things but you know uh there there are reasons why people want to sell quickly um and if you want to ask those questions as, as an agent i mean i i teach for land uh, i teach land of one land 101 in the recreational class for rli and that's what i tell them you know when they get ready to list and land and they want to do it quick well then ask why so uh, but you know and if there's no urgency or if there's not a lot of demand for that piece of property that and it can change overnight but in but if there's no real need for that property well then i would list it for six months 12 months i mean i've i've taken listings and said i'll tell you what let's do let's try it for 120 days and at the end of 120 days, if, if we haven't had multiple offers or we don't have it sold, well, then let's, let's reevaluate the, the auction side. It'll take us 30 to 45 days in order to take it to auction. Um, you can take a, a, a listing that you have to auction quicker than can if you're just starting out because, you know, you've already got your, your, your due diligence done. You know about the property. You know when it can be shown. And then, uh, then you, you can take the auction at that time. Um, and then the, it, it basically tells your seller, if your seller's a little high on, you know, uh, farmland in, you know, in Iowa, gosh, I don't know, $15,000, $16,000 an acre. Um, you know, in, in Arkansas, it's 3500 to $7,000 an acre. But by that time, your seller's got some 
it, you know, they have uh, seen the market not respond to their price. And then it makes it a little easier to deal with them and help them get done what they need done. So, um, but I, I would have told them, I said, well, look, you know, tell me what the problem is. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're really not going to take uh, less for the property at an auction. And, uh, matter of fact, you know, there are ways to create value at an auction. And, you know, we can talk about competition a little bit later on. But uh, uh, that's what I would do. You know, what, what is the property type? Is it selling? And uh, what's the absorption rate on that property? And I sold some lots in, uh, oh, where was it? Uh, it was in North Carolina. It was uh, actually it was in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, the absorption rate, uh, you know, we go in, we look at those. Uh, you know, if there's 100 on the market and they're only selling 20 a year, I wouldn't take the auction because I think they'll take a bath on it. Uh, so that would not be a good recommendation. Are there times that you list first just to see what happens? Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, you know, we'll have a, a, a listing. We listed 80 acres here for or some heirs, uh, and we had uh, they actually hung on longer than I really thought that they would. Uh, we got some offers down in the you know I won't say probably 60 to 65 percent of what the market what it ultimately sold for, uh, but uh, but we probably had it listed for about nine months before. But then it was, like I said, it was a brother and sister. Uh, you know, at the time, the brother needed the money worse than the sister did, and uh, and she she really wanted him to go ahead and, and get his money and go on and do you know what he wanted to do. So, uh, and and those are those are uh, life things that we deal with as agents. A lot of people don't understand uh, that we deal with them, but. Uh, we don't create them. I mean, we're we're not the creator of them, but we we do solve problems. So. Right. And can you explain how demand affects the decision to auction or not? Well, probably. You know, until I went with people, uh, we didn't sell a lot of stuff uh, at auction uh, with my previous company I was with. Um, you know, we were selling a lot of luxury, uh, lu- a lot of luxury properties and things. Um, is a whole different clientele, but uh, the Midwest there is, uh, you know, there there are a lot of markets uh, within that market. Uh, you know, you can uh, bisect, I guess, uh, uh, Iowa into several different uh, areas. Wisconsin, same way. Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, even Washington's getting that way, and uh, you know. It, it has, uh, you want to be careful that you say, well, farmland selling in Arkansas. Well, not everywhere until the inventory got so low right now. We so we had to sell down in uh, uh, Chico County, which is in Lake Village down in southeast. I mean, you could, uh, I couldn't run it now, but I mean, you could run to Louisiana and run to Mississippi. Uh, but uh, that's how close it was um, to uh, the, the three states there. And uh, we sold around 2,000 acres there 
and then we came back and sold another 200, and then we sold another 1,100. Um, one of them was at auction, the 2,000 is auction, and the other two were brokerage. But uh, since we've closed that, uh, the 1,100 acre track, I mean, we have had several inquiries, and I'm talking about multiple inquiries about tracks down in the south. And I would not blink an eye to take one to auction down in the southern part of the state at this point because the, the demand's there. Uh, everybody's looking to place money right now. I mean, think uh, even in the all, you know, it, well, all parts of the United States, uh, it's every day we, I can talk to one of the agents up there or talk to some other people across the country and says, you know, I've got, I got somebody who's got $2 million to place. It's, uh, you know, 1031 money or $5 million or $10 million or whatever. You know, or our $100,000, it doesn't really matter. Um, and um, so the demand's there. And as long as you know your market, and that's, a, you know, that's what I tell hundreds of agents and Lou does too during the year when he teaches, you know, know your market. And if you can look them in the eye and say the, the, the demand is there, uh, with, with, you know, the inventory is not there, then I think it's time to take the auction. Wouldn't blink an eye. So Seems backwards from what people think. Because people think that you take something to auction because there's no demand. But really, oh, if right. there's high demand, right. you're right. going to take that's it to auction and come out better. Right. Okay. Well, you could. Where, you may you not. could, yeah. That's where a broker or an agent is going to get in trouble. Because uh, I'll tell people, I will not talk to you in to having an auction. I'm not going to do it. Because, I mean, I've had, I've said in some corporate board meetings and they'll say well talk us we're here today so you'll talk us in and tell us why we need to have an auction i said i'm not going to do it i mean because i you know number one uh you know they don't need the exposure and i sure don't need the practice Mm -hmm. uh so you know i'll kind of fill out because they're interviewing us as agents and brokers but we're also interviewing sellers uh we, a good friend of ours, uh, Steve Prophet, was an uh, in-house attorney for, uh, for J.P. King and uh, also uh, had his own practice up in Virginia for a long, long time. And unfortunately, he passed away probably five or six years ago. But, you know, he, he always said, uh, you know, SOS, and screen our sellers. And so we did more due diligence on our sellers than we did our property. So it, it really, you know, and, and that's, you know, I know that's getting deep, and I, I apologize, but, okay. you know, there's a lot more than to say, well, let's take it to auction. And, um, you know, we work with brokers and agents all the time, and we work with, with smaller, and I don't mean to be, uh, you know, snubbing my nose at anybody. You know, we, we work hard for what, and, and what we do, and, uh, but we we team up with a lot of smaller auction companies that will catch a big fish, and when they know that they that they need help reeling it in or keeping them happy, and in getting the market, uh, you know, then then we'll step in and help them. So, you know, a couple of things, Teresa and. 
Joel can reinforce this, this from my experience. You know, when you do an auction, when you when you broker a property, you set a price, okay? And that's been one of the hardest things here, especially in this market. On, uh, I don't care what product you're selling, right. <clears throat> you know, because if you put 5000 an acre, then you get full price offers. You put 6000 an acre, you put full price offers. You put seven, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm going to leave money on the table. But the beautiful thing about an auction is you don't set the price, right? Okay. The, uh, the, the, uh, the auction sets the, the price. auction sets the price okay the other thing too Joel you can agree I hope is uh, uh, the due diligence uh, you know when you go to an auction it's up to you the buyer to do and uh, the uh, due diligence I mean we we as uh, brokers we provide all the information material because we have to by law but uh, you know as much as we know we might miss something but uh, you know we have a package and, and those that are interested in the property, you know, they get the package, and, and we give them time from the time we uh, list the auction to the time we actually have the auction date, the event. Uh, uh, you know, that's up to them to go well, and, and check these things you know, out. And, and there's a lot of a lot of fun out there. I mean, uh, institutional buyers and stuff that, uh, you know, five years ago, they would have never considered buying anything at auction because of the due diligence. And... And, and I get it. I mean, it's, their fund has rules and regulations that they have to do it this way. Um, some of them have gone back, and I don't know how they did it. I hadn't seen any documentation. But now they're considering land at auction, and they're doing their 45-day or 60-day due diligence prior to the auction, like all the other buyers. Uh, but if not, if, if the market wasn't as strong as it is, as it is now, then and, it, and mainly it's staying this way because the inventory is so low. Is that the funds will make an offer? They'll have minimum thirty day uh, inspection period or due diligence period, and and then a twenty day closing. So you're looking at fifty days, and you know until you can close. Whereas in an auction, uh, and we've done it both ways. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we sell traditionally and, and au- at auction, um, but, you know, if they have to do their due diligence, we're going to give them as much information as possible. You'll go to our website at one of the auctions that our agents are having, and they have a portal that has every documentation that I think that you would ever need in order to make a decision. Yeah. And the other thing is we do title searches to make sure that they convey title and then the, the buyer, the prospect, the prospect can send it to their attorney, which a lot of them do, and we want them involved, and send it to them and let their, their attorney or their CPA, and that's who they go to, don't blame them, their attorney and the CPA say, uh, is, you know, what do you think about this? Is this a good deal for me? And, uh, but it's all electronically. Which makes their due diligence period easier. Absolutely. So, but you're right, Lou. You, you do set the price. Uh, you know, when you list it, and there are times we've left money on the table. Of course, y'all been into multiple, uh, multiple bidding situations now on, on traditional listings. You know, if somebody's coming in at twenty thousand above ask price or something like that. It's- I don't know what the market is. The problem is when you get down to the appraisal. That may not appraise because the market hadn't caught up 
with the Cops. you know with the closed sales right. haven't caught up with the current market. Yeah. Been interesting times here the last couple of years. Uh, I I just want to break a second and and throw a question about the future, and you know everybody's got their own opinion, but uh, for land and farms, uh, you know doesn't matter what type. Uh, what's what's your crystal ball saying? Teresa's real nervous about the future here, and, and I think some of our listening audience. I don't mean to break from our program, but you know you're a good person to uh, to uh, get some uh, professional thoughts, which may be correct or not. Who knows? But if you'd like to entertain that, I, I think our audience would appreciate it, right, Teresa? Well, he's been doing it since 1984. If he don't know, who does? Well, maybe somebody <laughs> did it since 1980. He's been through some good times and bad times, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like my brother told me when he was he's a, he was an attorney and a circuit judge, and he was giving me advice. And he said, you know, people pay me to give you advice. You need to take it, and I told him. I said, "Well, when I pay, you start paying you. That's when I'll start taking it." Um, so, uh, but it, I think it's a company-wide feeling that uh, it, it's really depend. I'm concerned about the about the rates that the Fed, you know, the rate hikes. Uh, right. I don't dig that deep into it. To be honest with you, I, you know, I, I try to read a lot of stuff. A lot of these things we go to, Lou, uh, you know, as well as I do. I mean, we, we listen to a lot of different opinions. Yeah, the Mark about, Tizers. You know, about the economy yeah. and where it's going. And um, uh, But I, I think because of the uniqueness of the farmland, I think it's going to, uh, uh, you know, there are reasons why people don't mind a 25 or 3% return. You know, if you only got two and a half, three percent in the stock market, you'd be you would not be happy with your broker. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's going to stay strong. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as strong as what we've seen. Uh, but I can tell you this: our business, especially in Iowa, has not slowed down. Typically, uh, they have a little lull up in Iowa that uh, you know that uh, from the time that they plant to the harvest where there's not a lot of business but we we are uh our uh, justine our uh, brokerage coordinator she just put out a graph the other day uh and we are considerably ahead what we were last year uh, with with so properties and the majority of them were good, uh, from the auction side so um you know it's still strong uh, as long as the inventory is going to stay there there's a lot of money out there. A lot and, of money. And money that no one's going to have to borrow any money. You know, there's a lot of funds out there that are so flush right now because, um, you know, they took took advantage of the appreciation um, when, when the market got high, and now, now they got to reinvest the money. So, um, it, you know, we've got more, uh, we got more buyers than we have sellers. So uh, I think it'll stay strong. For a while. You know, in our area, I can't speak to this as far as it's recreational, uh, but in our area, and, and I grew up selling recreational properties. I didn't grow up selling farmland. Uh, farmland to us up there was selling a cattle farm, and, and I sold a good a cattle farm this year uh, for as high as any per acre uh, in Arkansas that I know of. I'm sure there are others, but um, up in the area, at, you know, at $3,000 an acre, uh it's pretty high for for farmland, for what we consider farmland. But on the recreational side, um, 
I think if the, uh, you know, I think if, if some of the farmers are having problems, what we've seen uh, with the interest rates, and they have to start peeling back some of their their inventory, some of their land holdings they have, and they've got a recreational piece in there, um, it, it may it may bring the recreational values down some. There again, it's only my opinion. Uh, I, my dad always said there was a you know five to seven year cycle, and I've been in it 37, 38 years, so I've seen five or six different cycles, and some of them have been really deep. Uh, but as, as Teresa and I talked before, you know, you make money, you know, agents and brokers and buyers uh, can make money uh, in bad times as well as they can in the good times. Yeah, sure do. It all blends out, doesn't it? It averages out over time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And, uh, you know, the ones that are having trouble figuring out whether I should take something to auction or listed traditionally, you know, we some people call it getting the most money for it. I call it wringing all of the water out of the, the aisle of the cloth. I mean, yeah. by the time we get done on sale day, we know every buyer, regardless of whether you know we do online auctions as well, and they work really well, uh, and, and and we do live auctions, but uh, we call it wringing wringing the cloth. I like and, that. Uh, we'll have every bid out of everybody in that room because they know it's the fear of loss. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is. And, urge, and urgency. It's, urgency is another word when you talk about auctions because you, you set a right. date and that's, that's the date that's going to be sold. Great. Yes, no doubt. No, no, I mean, that is. Uh, that's one so, of the big uh, driving forces. I'm anyway, sure. that's, that's uh, you know, we call it. And, and, and one thing, one quick thing on, yeah, sure. you know, uh, setting an auction date. I mean, you think about a farm coming up in North Carolina, and let's call it rec- a recreational piece. And it's, you know, and there are other, a few others on the market, but if you have a one that's 45 days out, we call it pinning up the market because what's going to happen is nobody knows that, what that auction because the buyers are wanting to buy it as cheap as possible, and the sellers are wanting to buy is is you know is is sell it as uh, as high as possible. So we're going to stop the market for about for similar properties for 30 to 45 days, yeah. uh, and um, and then auction day if it brings $2,200 an acre or whatever you know recreational land is worth up in your area, then uh, and it validates the values of the other property uh, that are on the market. So, Joel, we got about uh, two minutes left. How do you want to close your show? What's uh, what 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 well, the things that you? I mean, I, I appreciate your time, and, I, yeah, and yeah. I know. I mean, there is so much to talk about with, uh, you know, with, with on the auction side versus traditional. But I mean, that, first off, I, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, totally. Uh, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's always good uh, uh, to talk to people that are like kind people um, that, that like the land business, but. You know, if, if you have any questions about uh, or any debate about anything that I've said, I'd be glad to hear. Uh, I, I don't, I don't claim to know everything. Uh, I have been around the horn for a while, and I've been, I've had great mentors. I've got some right now uh, that are great mentors. So, I mean, you can always, you know, contact me. Uh, uh, you know, either through our website, uh, just at JoelWhatPeople'sCompany.com, 
uh, or um, my cell number, which is I answer all the time, is uh, 870-847-0945. And uh, if you want to talk land, we'll talk land for sure. You got it. Hey, what gets you up in the morning? What gets me up in the morning? Yes, sir. Uh, my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> you still, no, I mean, I, you still have I one? Like, <laughs> I like dealing. I mean, I like the land business. Uh, you know, I'm not a house hater. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time, had 15 brokers selling houses, and we, we did extremely well. But, uh, but I like selling land. I mean, it's uh, uh, and we we we've done some great stuff. Uh, Dan Murphy, who is big in RLI, and, uh, in fact, he's running for vice president this year. And, uh, and so are you. And, uh, yeah, he and I had an auction uh, because of RLI out in Lake City, uh, Colorado. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a beautiful place to sell something now. That's unbelievable. So. Yep, let's talk about, we got a little bit more time. Uh, you're running for um, our vice president. It's a, a three-year three year obligation, right? Well, actually, actually, he, uh, Dan is uh, running for uh, vice president. I'm running for the board of directors. That's correct. At, at large. Yep. Yes, there's, uh, I think there's five of us running. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've been on the education, and I've chaired the education committee uh, one year. I've been on it for the last four years. I've uh, been president of the Arkansas uh, Auctioneers Association. Uh, I'm currently the head of the or president of the Arkansas uh, Realtors Association, Real, uh, RLI, Realtors Land Institute. And uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a politician by any means, but I like to get involved, and because I you know if I'm going to complain. I guess I do this so I can complain that somebody might listen to me. Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, I think it's it's only fair to spend your time. You know, Lou's done a, a great job. I wish I would have kept all the pens and all the stuff that he had for his hat. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's that's always interesting to me. But, uh, but no, I, I am running for uh, an at-large uh, board position. Uh, hopefully I win it. If, um, and... Uh, but either way, I'm still going to I'm still going to support National Land, the National Land Conference, and the Wilters Land Institute. Yeah, and you've got this one coming up in January, and uh, appreciate the invite, and we'll see if we can clear the calendar. You bet. And uh, Teresa may take it away Teresa, from me. Teresa, I'll get you up there too. <laughs> All so, right, sounds like good. Sounds good. But um, that's uh, we'll uh, we'll get you we'll get you a couple tickets, comp. So sounds good. Well, Teresa. Did you learn anything? Yes, I could talk to him for. Well, you got his phone number. I'm going to call him too. <laughs> Not after midnight. Well, I, I've already put him in my I cell phone. He's, in, well a, get he's ready. in a different time zone, so don't. Oh yeah. You can call him at midnight. What is your time zone? <laughs> I am central. I am okay. central. Okay. It doesn't matter, you know. Okay. I, if you've seen a picture of me, I don't have to get up in the morning and, and, and uh, wash my hair, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that side of it. But but no, you know, if anybody seriously, uh, I, and, and we have, and, and and Lou has the same thing. But we have people calling, you know, you know, not every not every day and not every week. But I mean, there's several people. Uh, Jeremy Stevens is uh, is a past uh, somewhat of a competitor yeah. in Arkansas uh, and a past national president, and and he and I bounce 
uh, ideas off each other all the time. Yeah, it's great. And that's what's uh, beautiful about is, our life. You know, and Stephen Davis from Kentucky, he yeah. called me. You know, he and I talked a couple times, uh, and he was in one of my classes uh, down in uh, Tennessee, I think it was. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know, I like those guys calling, people calling. It, it's uh, it, it's great. So, well, Joel, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we would appreciate them. All of our questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. This show is for the public and, most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source of ledge education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show this morning on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. You'll also find us on Spotify and Podbean. Teresa, how do they get in touch with you? They can call me at 336-209-2937 or email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com. My email is lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. We'd like to thank our sponsor, landhub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, landhub previews thousands of properties nationwide. Rodney, how do they get in touch with us here at the station? Well, Lou, the only way they can get in touch with us now is to give us a call at 336-983-3111. Yeah, the website's down. Uh, so, But they can go to the Simple Radio app near us anywhere in the universe. Universe? Yes. Oh, goodness. In yeah. the universe. In the universe, yes. Wow. Yes, indeed. And we only, in a, our, our, our chime-in just left us. We only play <laughs> what? Happy music. Right, beach music and oldies, and we've won some awards, haven't we? Yeah, seven years in a row, being the top uh, beach and oldies radio station on the East Coast. Wow, and you won a nice award, too. Yes, the uh, Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. What? Yeah. Really? Can you believe it? Well, actually, I can't. Can you really? (laughs) (laughs) I was shocked. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next week, and uh, hope you enjoyed the show.